Hello and welcome to all you listeners at home, or who I like to call bald buddies, and welcome to another episode of Dreamcast. Hello, good name. Hello, bald buddies. Is that bald did buddies? We that? No, I was just trying to think of like, you know, our fan what, base. Yeah, let's give them a nickname. Yeah, because I know for a fact we have at least one. So, <laughs> well, hello they, there, whoever you are. They need a nickname. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? This is a slight aside. You can keep this in. You can take it out if you want. Um, my mum has never listened to the podcast. Now she claims it's because I've not told her how to listen to it. But I take it as a personal slight. Is she the fan? No, no, no. Because she's never listened to it. So how can she be yeah, a fan? Like, well, you know, she's the opposite of a fan. <laughs> she, you know, oh, she's a hater. Yeah, she she actively hates. She goes on to uh, Discord chat rooms and and Reddit. And just like says, I heard he used to wet the bed and things like that. Yeah, because Discord is so easy to use. I still get confused. <laughs> I've been using it for years. So you might hear now that's thunder. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's coming through, but there's like crazy thunder going on behind me. Guys, we're doing Dreamcast whilst it's overcast. There you go. There you go. Very yeah, atmospheric. Dream- Dreamcast round two. This time around, I this actually... This time it's personal. <laughs> pre- yes, because I prepared something in writing because last time, Neil, uh, he snuck up behind me and had written his massive goose pitch down while I was just winging it with my manhunt pitch. So hopefully it'll go better this time. Hopefully. Um, we've been meaning to do this for uh, a few weeks now and Goodney keeps pushing it back. I think I think I've got in his head. In this economic <laughs> crisis, it's nice to know I can live rent-free in his head. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of benefits, yeah. Okay, uh, so who who wants to go first? I mean, I went first last time. Do you want to go first this time? Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm, I've got... Mine's going to be slightly different. Um, I'm going to pitch you the film, and I want you to guess the game. Okay. Okay. For those of you who didn't li- listen last time... Do you want to explain the concept? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, let's just uh, recap the format. So, Dreamcast is a scenario in which Goodney and I have been given $150 million to go and make a video game adaptation. Now, it has to be a property that has currently been unadapted at the time. So, you know, in decades to come, when we're listening to this, you know, somebody may have made a goose game. Or they may have made a manhunt game. Film. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. He's, he's, he's rattled, guys. He's looking I'm, for that way to one-up me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, you know, gut, gut punch you to yeah. throw you off your game. <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's, I take it as a compliment. Mm. Take it as a compliment. And my mum will cheer you on from the side. Um, <laughs> she won't know how. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> She's got her own Reddit. Um sub section where it's just like how do i listen to my son's podcast so i can dunk on him um (laughs) okay here's my pitch so i'll pitch you it and you tell me the game okay perfect first off it would be directed by gareth evans director of the raid and raid 2 and he did another film was it apostle the Apostle on Netflix. It was like a horror film, but he's mm. also involved in Gangs of London. Yeah, Gangs of London. Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, here we go. So it would star Lupita Nyong'o as Bernie. So she is 
the actor that was in 12 Years a Slave, and she's also in a film called Little Monsters, like a zombie film, uh, where she plays a teacher. Um, yeah, she's great. And yeah, she's yeah, she's really good. Okay, so she plays Bernie. Bernie is a mother to a sick child and a disgraced teacher desperate for work. In an economic downturn after a worldwide pandemic, pertinent, she signs up to an agency. The work offered is unsatisfactory as she has bills to pay, legal fees to pay, and a medical and medical bills for her daughter. Upon her most recent visit to the agency, she is filling in a form for the umpteenth time. You'll want to fill it out again, trust me, says the man behind the desk. And she notices there is a box to tick that she has never noticed before. The box reads, if you want it, you have to be it. Perplexed, she ticks the box. What else is there to lose? She hands it back to the desk. The guy glances it over, sees the box ticked, gives a sympathetic look and says, we'll be in touch. A few days later in the post, she receives an ankle bracelet and a crossbow. The ankle bracelet has a mini LED screen on it. She puts it in her closet and forgets about it. One night, there's a vibrating in her closet that interferes with her daughter's medical equipment. Bernie is in the bath and the daughter looks for the cause. She finds the bracelet. You're it, it reads, and some coordinates. She takes it through to her mum. They are confused. A noise at the door and a man brandishing a cutlass and an ankle bracelet clashes into the bedroom. He swipes down at Bernie, who dodges. After a tussle and mayhem, the intruder is killed with the crossbow. To figure out the coordinates, take them to a place outside of town. They flee their house and the dead body inside, hailing a taxi and take it to Bernie's mother's. En route, a car drives straight into the back of them and pursues them, smashing into them and trying to ram them off the road. Bernie is terrified. Why is she being pursued? Who are these people attacking her? What happens if she reaches her final destination? Will she be able to worm her way out of this nightmare? That's my pitch. Okay, I gave you a clue at the end, Goodney, which I, re- I really thought you would get it. I thought there'd be a point where you like, you'd hear certain words and you'd be like, I've got it. Well, Can- I didn't want to interrupt. I didn't want to interrupt. I have okay. a couple of theories. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, good pitch. Uh, second of all, I was thinking it was Fortnite. Okay. Not Fortnite? Nope. Is it Worms? Nope. Do you want me to give you the the clues, the clue words? Now, I know for a fact not many people will get it, but you should get it, okay? okay. Let me just highlight some things. We've got ankle bracelets. we got cross crossbow. There's a worm at the end, which you sort of winked while saying. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was the other weapon? Uh, uh, the Not a machete, but a... Cutlass. Uh, a cutlass. A cutlass. A cutlass? Yeah. Like a pirate uses? Yes, <laughs> well, so, but like more like more like a bro- more like a broadsword version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so let me just go through those three keywords for you again, okay? Almost like someone, four, four. Someone at home okay? is thinking like, "You idiot, Gunny, why don't okay? you get it?" Okay, so, go for it. Crossbow. Uh huh. Cutlass slash broadsword. You're it. Worm your way out of it. How will this end? Will she worm her way out of it? <laughs> okay. Okay. Like the next clue is you told, like you joked about this being the film, like my pitch. Like whenever we talk about pitching a game, you, we always joke about this one. I am so disappointed in you, Goodney. 
I mean, the one you want to do is Uncharted, but that one's already been done. Which we will get to at some point. Um, give me a second. <laughs> we can edit out this. We can ed- mm-hmm. edit this out. I'll edit it in such a way that everyone will yeah. think I got it immediately. Yeah, immediately. Like halfway through my pitch, you'll just stop edit it. it. You'll <laughs> ed- <laughs> edit in. Is um, this um, is this Nithog? Yes. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> crossbow. They have a regular bow in the game. Is you it? I thought it was a crossbow. Son of a gun. Ah, sorry, my my memory misremembered it as a, as a crossbow. I take that. Played, I, I am so sorry. We played. Yeah, a lot wait, of wait, 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 wait. Lock, I'm not. Lockdown. I'm not. I'm not the problem here. I'm not the problem here. Good. <laughs> What's the who's the problem? What's the you, problem? You should have got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, Nit, Nithog. Nithog so, Two is a game that should be used in you know much like Mortal Kombat to settle disputes and to settle whether you know you can invade a a, a country or a world or whatever. You should just use Nithog. Yeah, it's for, great for for those at home who don't know about the game Nithog. So there's Nithog and Nithog Two. So Nithog Two is where the the crossbow, which is actually a bow and arrow, uh, <laughs> comes from. It is essentially one-on-one and it's like a game of TIG, but you, but the goal is you kill the other person. And once you've killed them, you become it and you've got to run from one side of the screen to the other through a couple of stages. And when you get to the end, your victory is celebrated by you getting eaten by a giant worm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's essentially the game. There's like no story. There's no plot there's no real point um but it's it's great fun it can get very intense uh, yeah, because you constantly respawn as soon as you're killed yes. you have maybe three seconds and then you respawn right in front of the other person with so a weapon constantly trying to tag them again yeah and you and, get uh, you, you've got you can be unarmed you can have a bow an arrow you can have like a long sort of broadsword, fancy sword um like william wallace would use you could have a fencing sword and those a little dagger? yeah daggers i yeah. thought and you can, yeah a dagger, you can yeah. toss you can toss your weapon you can you can karate kick and and it's very frantic because the controls are kind of yeah they're all over the place and yes. you make a lot of mistakes and you fall into pits and it's really fun yes so nice that's that, that's my pitch that's that's my pitch right there good pitch okay here's my pitch let's see how this goes <clears throat> This here is a film that's going to use the entire $150 million and it's going to spend it on spectacle. It's going to spend it on uh, directors and actors and big old ships. So here we go. The Secret of Monkey Island. In the golden age of piracy, sometime in the 17th or 18th century, we find ourselves deep in the Caribbean. This is a time where real pirates drink real grog that melts through your cup and buried treasure is the name of the game. A young skinny man with a limp wrist and a kind heart has just wandered ashore Melee Island with a great head of hair and a dream in his heart. His name is Guybrush Threepwood, and he wants to be a mighty pirate. Imagine Dommel Gleeson, but with like incredible hair uh, up in the air. The problem is, pirating is an exclusive club full of rules and regulations. You can't just become a pirate. It's not as simple as just stabbing an old lady and pillaging a village. Despite being rejected from just about every crew on the island, Guybrush persists, knowing in his heart of hearts that he too can be as truly scummy as the worst of them. The island is governed by Elaine Marley, 
a rough and capable pirate governess played by Emma Stone, because she's kind of tough, but she's also kind of funny. Uh, she can take any man in insult sword fighting and has swashed many a buckle in her days. Just like any other day, she has her hands full dealing with rowdy pirates, which is how Guybrush manages to infiltrate her family's crypt and open a legendary treasure chest in an effort to prove himself, which in turn unleashes the greatest evil the world has ever seen. The ghost pirate LeChuck, a huge undead bearded pirate captain brought back to life by voodoo magic. He is Elaine's ex-boyfriend, his spirit trapped but now unleashed, eager to seek vengeance and reclaim both his bride and the biggest treasure of them all, the secret of Monkey Island. I'd like to imagine LeChuck as Brendan Gleeson, uh, Donald Gleeson's <laughs> dad, because that'd be awesome. So Guybrush and Elaine must team up and gather a crew and escape the island while avoiding LeChuck's undead crew, sail across the cursed oceans and use voodoo magic to make their way to the secretive Monkey Island to beat him to whatever is hiding there. Now, along the way, they meet traveling salesmen, peddling timeshares, unionized pirates, cannibals that are picky eaters, talking skulls, a hermit that's been on the island for far too long, and a whole lot of monkeys. Now, Guybrush, while not violent or vicious enough to be a true pirate, displays a knack for clever, uh, cleverly resolving issues in a non-violent manner, slowly earning the respect of Elaine. And in the end, during a naval battle where LeChuck's cursed ship is sunken and he's returned to the depths where he belongs, it becomes clear that not all heroes wear pirate hats, and not all pirates are scum, although most of them are. It's a big comedic pirate adventure, but also a love story. And I'd like you to imagine a love child of The Princess Bride, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Tintin, where self-aware humor, over-the-top characters, and tons of action-adventure tropes reign supreme. And it's all about having a good old time. For directors, I went in all kinds of directions with this and ended up thinking of the Daniels, who have just completed their work on everything, everywhere, all at once, and Swiss Army Man. Uh, they're good at this surreal, weird humor, and they're really good at action. And uh, for a writer's team, I'm going to throw writers into the mix as well, would be them, but along with a guy called Tim Schafer, who is the guy behind the original Monkey Island games. So having him in an advisory role would, I think, elevate it quite a lot and keep it funny and that's the pitch for Secret of Monkey Island. Give me those millions, please. Nice. It's uh, that was a very professional pitch. Um, I, f <laughs> I felt like a big executive. It made me feel like a big man. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good pitch. My only, you know, if I if I was a producer, yeah, my only worry would be um, Hollywood has a real ropey relationship with pirates. So for every Pirates of the Caribbean, there is Cutthroat Island, <laughs> which was a, a notorious flop. But I like it. It sounds good. Uh, good, good cast. Uh, good choice of directors. Um, I, I really, I, I thought of uh, Rob Reiner, who did Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, Spielberg hit, was going to make a film out of this uh, at some point. That, and then it like, fell through. Like if that, if you're talking kind of late two thousand, like um, late nineties or early two thousands, I could yeah. see that. I could definitely yeah. see him doing that. I mean, yeah, his work on uh, on Hook, like that film, often gets derided, but he really sort of came on last minute to do that film because mm -hmm. uh, it was supposed to be directed by Christopher Columbus, who did like Mrs. Doubtfire and Home Alone and 
Rogue Brandinson, uh, yeah. Yeah, and the first Harry Potter film, he directed that. Yeah. And the second one, I think. Um, yes, the second one as well. So I think people would have been like, oh no, he'll just ruin it. He'll just do what he did with Hook. But I think he would have. He would be a strong shout. I think even now, I think even now, I, th- I would like to see Spielberg do it. Not, not that I'm trying to hijack your pitch. but uh, <laughs> So 20 years ago, I would have said Spielberg all the way. Today, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it to Spielberg. And that's why um, it's good that we are speaking across the country, or I would physically fight you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I think the Daniels are are a good shout because um, they're looking for the next bit but bit budget kind of project. Yeah. I think, and I'm, yeah. I'd be surprised if Marvel isn't trying to strong arm them into something. Oh no, that would be terrible. Yeah, and Just, I think I think the Daniels are aware aware of that. Yeah, they seem like smart guys. Well. That was that was uh, Dreamcast round two. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with a full-on episode of something or other. We're recording this uh, sort of batch recording, so we don't know what comes next, but it sure is going to be something. Please follow us on social media at A Bold Opinion on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, follow Neil. He's very active on Twitter at, at Neil Burt. Don't follow me. I never do anything there. I, w- I, would, I would agree. I think all, all you do on Twitter is just like or retweet what I've said. That's why I'm there, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, tell us which one was better. Um, really <laughs> help create, that. really help create a divide uh, between us. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and if you have any pictures of your own that you think I have this idea, um, by all means, send them in. Record yourself. Send them in or something. Uh, I've just thrown this on Goodney. He now looks panicked. Yeah. No. Or or send it to Neil and say, Neil, pitch this. Or yeah. we could read the pitches. We could read the pitches on on air. If you send us pitches, we'll read them on air. Yeah. That's yeah. our that's our promise. Aboldopinion at gmail.com. That's it. Well, until next time, guys, uh, may your dreams be cast in your mind, in your hearts, and in the stars. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Toodles. Toodles.